You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am your host. I am Jeremy. Um, I go by Black Dante on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is uh, my strange cousin. We don't know her like that. Um, I ain't got no AKAs. We are recording on this here Mother's Day. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, um, especially... Uh, the mothers here at the network, Candice, Bree, Reese, um, just beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful spirits, amazing mothers, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are happy to have them as part of the family. And we hope that you, they are enjoying their day. Um, and as all the other mothers, we um, want to send a special um Thank you and appreciation to everyone out there. We also want to say, you know, if today is, you know, today can be a bit overwhelming for people for mm-hmm. several reasons, you know, not everybody, you know, has a good relationship with their mother or some people, you know, like myself has lost a mother. So mm-hmm. um, to everybody just be kind and um, gracious to yourselves and others today. And let's mm-hmm. make this a wonderful day. Uh, speaking of a wonderful day, I have a wonderful guest. Um, if you are subscribed to the Patreon, you got a sneak preview of hearing her um, behind the paywall. But we have a return guest, um, a friend of the show, um, also a friend in real life. Listen, me, me, and me and Ronnie, we got the, we got the well safely. We got to uh, get together and have wings at one point. Yes, we- I would love a wing spot. I'm always here for a new wing spot. Listen, because niggas love wings. It us, we niggas. Um, but I will let her introduce herself. Hello, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. I am Lorani. Um, most people call me Ronnie, but I you can find me on Lorani on Twitter, Instagram. I've been on the show before. Love reality TV, love trash talking. Jeremy and I have similar views on a lot of things. So yeah. I am AKA here. everybody is a bozo. Yes. That's pretty much how I watch the shows. <laughs> everybody is everybody is trash. But we're thankful to have you. Like I said, if you have listened to the Patreon, you got to hear her voice um, early. Uh, speaking of the Patreon, speaking of the network, um, network announcements, there is a new episode of Love, Love Drive Podcast with Reese and Tia. Um, again, we have wonderful mothers here on the network. So if you want to hit up Candace, hit up Reese, hit mm-hmm. up Bree, uh, send them some love, send them some quaint, uh, <laughs> uh, do whatever um, you feel in your spirit. Um, there's some new content from Gary. Um, there's new content from Darren. Um, there will, there is new content from me and Bianca. Um, as we uh, figured out a schedule with Bianca's new work schedule, we was able to put out an episode which should be coming, um, if not to later on tonight, definitely tomorrow. Um, you will start getting episodes of Crown and Collars earlier um, than usual. Um, again, because we had to make a shift and adjustment with the new schedule, but. That is on the way. Again, subscribe to the Patreon. $5 will get you most things. $10 gets get you everything. $15 will get you 
um everything plus special recognition from us here at the network we thank you uh, we understand we are in a pandemic listen we understand we are in a, a pandemic um still um and coin is a bit scarce for everybody um yes. but if you have it on your heart and if your wallet will allow it you know please show us some love and support um i think that's it per some merch um and yeah i think that's it for network announcements um uh, yeah, so um, there was no uh, Ready to Love this week, so we technically only have two shows to cover, cover being Black Ink and Married to Medicine, but um, Ronnie, um, we were talking pregame, and she watched the um, Real Housewives reunion, the wrap-up of it. Yes, she- I dragged myself through it, but <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> Correction. Correction. She struggled through the Real Housewives <laughs> of Atlanta reunion. Um, and she has thoughts, and we might as well talk about it because it'll fill out, you know, kind of the three-show lineup that we usually have. Mm-hmm. So we might as well discuss it a little bit. Um, because I also, even though, you know, I, I checked out in episode four, I still have words. So, yeah, Ronnie, the floor is yours. So, Real Housewives of Atlanta, the reunion part two, kind of a continuation of last week and touching in a little more points about kind of some of the little drama and Marlo and Portia and Kenya and all of that. Same shit, different day. Let's start there. Why are we still going through the same issues? Even the rape situation came up, which I'm not diminishing at all the allegations that were serious, but it's been about what, three, four seasons now. Get all, get the fuck over it. My, my main right. Her and, uh, candy. candy, yes. Yeah. So my main gripe. Oh, wait, this, hold on. I thought that got past that. They had, but every once in a while, somebody throws it out oh, there. Somebody, throws, somebody else throws it up. Yes, or Candy might have brought it up. I can't remember. Mm. I just remember sitting there. That's how much I was rolling my eyes. I'm like, why are we discussing this again? So my one reason I want to talk about this. My biggest person the pissed me off this episode wasn't Kenya, which is surprising. It's Candy. Mm. I liked Candy. I didn't start off watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. I I started watching actually when I moved to Atlanta in 2016. So I started watching because that I'm makes like, sense. Oh. That that makes right. Sense. And I'm like, oh shit, I missed a lot of stuff. So I've gone back, seen a couple episodes from different seasons, like some high points and stuff. I always like Candy. You know, she gets to a check. That is her name. Gets to this a is check. so topical Checks considering. To <laughs> this is so, I mean, catch y'all, Ronnie. That's this is so topical considering that the verses were just last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Continue. Yes. <laughs> Get get gets to a check. We respect it. We love it. But you have no storyline, none. Mm. There's nothing else to talk about. We don't give a fuck about your marriage. Mm. We don't. We don't care about you and Todd anymore. We don't care about your mom. Her disrespectful self. Nope. Don't want to do it. Defund Mama Joyce. Bye. <laughs> Her in <and> that wig. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, you know it was. It was, it's been interesting to watch Riley grow up. You know, it's good to see that she's going off to NYU. You know, she's got focus. She's growing up. She's trying to be more independent. But there's only so much of that storyline we care about. We're happy to see a child thriving. But other than that, you bring it up block again. We've seen it. You tried it. Keep it offline. I'm be honest. Mm. Then we have what, what now she wants to be the charade slash Nini. You know, she wants to be the OG head of the group kind of. And she wants to carry the bone between situations. Be everybody's friend. Be close which, to King. Well, she don't. Well, first of all, one, she don't have the personality to be kind of like that. 
that head bitch in charge OG type of person. And no. Then the, mm. Say what you want, but Lanithia Leaks is one of a kind when it comes to the way she handles things. You, yeah. you can't be her. Not saying you have to be her, but if you're trying to try to be the OG of the group, maybe handle it differently. Like, I like, I know everybody doesn't like Portia. I know you guys have talked down on her before, but the way Portia carries herself, some of it is because maybe Portia is a little slower, but. <laughs> I like Portia, and I think Portia has really dug into being herself, and that's why that. she carries well, the show the way she is. Yes, that. yes, she leans into being herself, and I honestly think if she didn't have a storyline, she would figure some something else out, and she just would, you know what I'm saying? How to move on? Candy, you don't you don't care enough about this situation to go back and forth. Why are you picking sides? Mm. You are only offended. So they talked about the South Carolina issue where Kenya purchase food for herself and didn't buy it for anybody else didn't offer to take an order nothing and she she kind of laughed it off in her awkward terrible laugh and she said you know well i'm not going around and taking 12 orders of grown women's food like you know what i mean i i understand that was bad but i'm just wasn't going to go and take everybody's order ma'am mm. you hosted and not only that you had people over your house and you didn't have snacks who raised you Matter of fact, we know. Never mind. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't catch yourself, I was just about to say. <laughs> I had to go there because uh, that was a that was a hell of a setup. Yeah, it was. And I'm not trying to take a dig at her. She got issues. But where's your home training? If you host, it is your job to have an itinerary, a schedule that includes making sure there are options for people to feed themselves. Not no damn baloney in the fridge. How old are we? Like what? Like even if you like you're not doing something big. Like imagine just a, imagine being black. Imagine going over to your friend's house and your friend and your friend don't offer you nothing. Like if that like if you they offer you some and you know you you know you know you're not hungry or you don't want nothing. That's right. one thing. But imagine being black because I mean let's you know and going over somebody's house and they don't have a little something to snack on and something to drink other than water because you know because <laughs> you know black folks you know we as black folks. We, we keep some water on deck. We do. But, you know, sometimes people want to list something else. If you talk, you know, let's be honest, and this might be kind of weird. People who talk a lot, mm. breath get hot. Water isn't going to combat that. Breath be smelling like a, ba- a bag of hot Cheetos. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, I digress. I don't off the rest. But, yeah, Kenya said she wasn't going to go take everybody's order. Okay, so why are you hosting? If you don't want to do any of these duties, if you don't want to do, you don't even want to give people the courtesy. It wasn't a pay issue, which, okay, you might not have the money to pay for everybody. Let's say that. But everyone was willing to pay their share to get some food that they want. Yep. So you couldn't even meet them halfway. No, she couldn't see an issue with that. And everyone had a problem. Candy said, they showed the clip where Candy was upset about that too. Time out did get a crab cake or whatever. I think with Tanya going to the crab cake, but she, she was going in. So one of the questions, you know, they have the random questions, which I still think is just Andy <laughs> rewriting it and saying the stuff yeah. everybody want to hear. Because you, you know Andy will flip the script in a minute. In a minute. She said, um, she, somebody, the question was, Candy, why is it you only speak up against what Kenya has done with a lot of, she's done a lot of things, but you only speak up when it affects you and it, namely you didn't get to eat. Which we know Candy loves to eat, which I, I I agree with sis. I love a good meal. I would be sitting there eating in the midst of drama. I don't care. I I to be like that clip of Safari. Yeah, that's me watching, like, ooh, y'all wild. Let me, let me get in this food though. Um, 
Yeah, that was a good valid question. Candy lets a lot of stuff that Kenya goes slide. She doesn't check her on it. She doesn't say anything. She calls everybody else all that stuff, but she she kind of go out on Kenya, Kenya, but only when it affects her. She was upset Kenya left that party because it affected her. She doesn't care when Kenya affects other people and they called her out on it. She like, well, you know I love to eat. You know, she kind of dismissed it. Again, Candy, you're being a hypocrite and it's not fun anymore. It's, it's irritating. You don't call Kenya out on her shit. So it's kind of like, what what are you here for? We don't care. So the Bolo thing, I think, came through again. They talked about it. And again, Portia wanted to do what she wanted. Portia laughed. They showed all the clips of how it was pretty much saying Portia probably was the one. But Portia was just laughing and kept it cool. And she's like, I'm a grown woman. I do what I want, but you're not going to call me out anything about my mother. It's somehow they got on how somebody's a bad mother. Kenya was calling people out, saying this and that. No one... Again, no one's a bad mother, I don't think, not even Kenya. So for Kenya to act like she's the only one that has issues, to me, the jealousy, and I told my boyfriend that when we were watching it, I said, the jealousy is Kenya does not have anybody to help her. Everybody else's other parent can step in. The father, look at Portia, her and Dennis yeah, weren't like, together. Even, even but Dennis. Dennis takes care of his child. She And Portia's able to step away and not have to worry about, or her mother and her sister. Kenya's upset because everybody has backup. Because yeah. she said something about Candy was wrong about what she said about what her kids. She Oh, no, this is what, so Andy called her out on it. She said, well, Andy, I don't have Andy Cohen money. I have Kenya Moore money, which Andy didn't say anything because he looked like, oh, I know. <laughs> no, right. It's like, I'm the one that signs your paycheck. Okay. Mm-hmm. She said, well, you know, I just feel like if they cared that much, if they cared that much, they would have brought their child. You would have figured it out. Candy said she was understanding, which I thought, and Portia pretty much hinted to, production discourages them does not allow them to bring their kids which makes sense you don't want a bunch of kids and everything this is an adult show right it's not a family friendly we're not against seeing the kids in clips but you bolo was there would you want your kids all around that right we so, don't watch, we don't watch this show for clips of your kids like we watch this show because exactly. we watch this show because a we, mess. <laughs> we, right we watch the show because we don't have mess in our own lives well some some of us don't um because <laughs> yeah, mm, uh Mm. um yeah and we watched the show to see mess like that's why we watched this show so yeah she she basically was like well they would have brought their kid you would have she said you would have found a way to bring your kid you're still missing the whole point you didn't give people extend the offer you went out your way to make sure yours was there and then you blamed everybody else for your issues it just it's too much she's still going she doesn't get points at all and I just thought, and again, they called Candy out on a couple of different things that she's done and stuff that she said and hinted at. And it, it was clear. A lot of people are done with Candy as far as you just don't bring anything to the show anymore. You have plenty of money. We respect your hustle. You know what I mean? Wrote the songs, being a part of Escape, um, Bedroom Candy was booming, all of that. We don't need you on the show. You don't bring anything of value, to be honest. Once we're made. So... And then Marlo and Portia still were going at it. And it was clear that it was kind of stupid. Let me let me tell you that. It's kind of stupid. It, it sounds like the real issue is Portia doesn't trust her now that she buddy-buddy with Kenya, which well, I wouldn't either with the way you switched up that quick. But Because now, granted, I've, it's been a while since I've seen Marlo in her um, <clears throat> fashions. Um, but, <laughs> oh, she got a freshly lipoed body, honey. It's matched. I, it looked mm-hmm. good, though. Yeah, look good. Well, you know, we we stay in good work. You know, yes. we do stay in good work. But uh, 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't shit having Marlo and Kenya like been at all since like eight since like Clinton was in office? So like yes, it's that's what Portia was saying. But I think it's not so much that she. I, if I okay, I can't speak for Portia. For me, I have no problem with my friends. I think you guys addressed this before. My friends have other friends, things like that. I'm not a territorial, super selfish person, but. The way Marlo was acting like Kenya was her new bestie and stuff is concerning, especially when they're direct enemies. Kenya has gone out her way to try to bring Portia down. Mm-hmm. How can she trust you? And then you're acting funny about it. And then you, again, and she's still doing it. She's purposely acting like she doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, what's the issue? Then, see, that's, that's the one shit on. Like, don't play in my face and gas like me when you know you the fucking well. And Shamia wasn't here for it. Shamia has a personal vendetta, and she said, "Well, I, it's good to see that your back is better." She said, "But you was fresh off that lipo table." And Andy asked her, "So was it your back, or was it fresh off the lipo table?" And Marlo said, "It was her back during that time, but she did go get lipo afterwards." She said, "Didn't it look? Doesn't it look good? Why not just say you got lipo? Why are we adding to the lie?" Especially like like how you. Like how you how you big how you big bad Marlo unashamed to say you don't fuck white men but you but fuck old white men for money but you ashamed to say you got surgery done now now ma'am now Miss Mamas Miss Mamas Miss <laughs> Ma'am Marlo you too goddamn old for this shit now yeah and the thing was now she's admitting to a bit the timing of it like it's just a mess it's clear Shamia Portia and Marlo are just at it so it ended what we're gonna see in part three which did pique my interest enough to turn in through another long hour of bullshit but <laughs> <laughs> the pause when you said it though like the pause through Crazy. every word when you said it but they did end on a note of Marlo said well well first of all Shamia corrected her said stop saying my name with an E at the end it ends in an A Shamia <laughs> mm. So yeah, that's where they are. She said, Marlo said, well, I don't, I haven't said things. There's things I've been around you guys that were did and I questioned it or I thought it was, hey, but I kept it in because I'm not that type of bitch. But since you want to do this, this and that, I'm going to tell it all. So next next episode, we're going to get her telling some secrets. Which I don't even know why she lied about that in the first place because you are that type of, you you are that type, Marlo. Have, have you forgotten that we've seen you for four years on this goddamn show? Like Marlo's rebranded nicely, and I'm happy for it because she's taking care of her nephews. Like we stand that she she has seemed to evolve in some ways. Um, fashions got better from I remember the old ones I seen. Um, it was less she used to be blatant with it, like you know, designer up and down, Keisha Kaor type of <laughs> designer. Well, and now it's like it's tastefully done. Like you know, she wears some nice things, but it's an art to it. So anyway, yeah. She's coming back to old Marlo. I guess she's tired of Shamia and Portia coming at her. So that I think that will be the next one. Well, well, good good luck, Marlo. Good luck in all you do. Um, at least you finally learned how to dress. That's all. That's all I got for you. Um, yep. so let's let's move let's move to honestly. Let's get Marriage to Medicine out of the way because honestly, it was it was real short. It ain't gonna take damn long. Yeah. Um, Nothing pops out at me now. I'm thinking about it. Um, episode nine. Uh, so let's see. I, I only have a few things here to say, to be perfectly goddamn honest. Um, about this dinner, first of all, I don't listen. I don't give a damn how cool Carrie is. I don't give a damn how long y'all don't know her. I don't give a damn how funny she is. There's no such thing as a white person living inside a, a black person living inside a black a white person's body. Right. 
I don't give a damn how much you like this white lady. There's no such thing as a black person living inside a white person's body. That's how y'all ass be fucking up, inviting white people to the goddamn cookout. Then they oh they overstep their boundaries. Then you be looking stupid. That privilege always kicks in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can like Carrie all you want. I mean, she kind of looked like um, <laughs> she kind of looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you know oh, no. that's besides the oh, point. Oh no, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is what Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Carrie Schwarzenegger, she can all be cool all she wants to. She is not no damn black woman in a white woman body. So I ain't like that shit. However, I want to say this. When Heavenly called Anila Toya's Muffet. <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't agree with Heavenly on much. <laughs> However, that shit was funny and it was true. <laughs> and that's why they that's lo, that's why they got low-key offended because she know it's true. Because we, we don't say this. Anila ain't here to do nothing but be Toya's number two. That's all she here to do. Right. Now, and she's I'll, trying to branch out of it. I think. Yeah, because by the end of the second, by the end of this episode and the previews for, well, tonight's episode, yeah. Um, but I do appreciate the, the, that Anila didn't take that shit and was like, now what if I called you Miss Piggy? And I mean, I mean, if someone were to call Heavenly Miss <laughs> Piggy, listen, I ain't saying, <laughs> but I'm just saying, it would be accurate. Mm-hmm. I did like how she clapped back. She was like, oh, no, we're not doing this. I do. Oh, it's, it's not that she could not do it, but she had something to say. And the only way she's going to survive outside of Toya is to stand up for herself. Because mm-hmm. you saw Heavenly had a bit of respect for her yeah. later. Because Heavenly wasn't expecting that. Because you know Heavenly. Heavenly say say all kinds of wild disrespectful shit and then expect people to just like not have a reaction. So I do. Exactly. Like, And I, I agree with you. Like, I didn't think about that till you just said it, but I agree with you because like when they had the the dinner later on at um at uh Jackie's house, which we'll get to later, like who like I didn't imagine because everybody's surprised. Like Heavenly Anila, you roll with Heavenly, right? Yes, yeah, so I said Heavenly like the type that like see if you gonna fight back. You fight back, she actually have some more respect for you and try to give you a chance. Um, that don't mean she's not gonna stop being disrespectful, right? <laughs> to exactly. the entertainment of all of us, but she will try to hold back a little bit, right? Now, speaking of this, Nana, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. How the hell Robin looked better on this damn show as a guest than her own damn show? Because I, I looked at Robin, I looked at Did she look better? Uh, well, <laughs> well. Let me tell you what I thought. I, I think <laughs> Robin and Giselle are gorgeous women. And not just like on some their light skin type of situation. Yeah. I know that's the thing, but I actually think they're pretty women, especially Giselle. Giselle has a beautiful face. Yeah, but, she's a gorgeous bozo. Yes. <laughs> but Robin looked like the white tourists that go to Jamaica and come back with braided hair. And I'm a you you see you seen pictures of me, you know. I'm very fair skinned myself. So it's easy to go left into that. You you real mixed. Are you mixed? Are you mixed? <laughs> so that's what she was giving me. They gave me Bo Derek white white woman. You know what? <laughs> and it didn't look bad. It just gave me. I said, "Oh, you girl, you been to the islands?" And <laughs> they told you they could hook that straight hair up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fair enough. I think you know what she. You know what it is. I think she maybe didn't look bad. It just that's what it gave me. It was giving me tourists, white tourists. Fair enough. Well, you see, the problem with that is that. On her show, she be giving 
homeless white person that want to be a tourist. So I feel like it was just a not a huge step up, but it was a minor step up from what she usually has. Yeah. So season one, Robert, did you watch *Persona* in the beginning? Was was that's before I, we, I think they I, lost more money. I jumped. I jumped in like we started covering *Potomac* on this show. I want to say starting with season two. Okay. But so I did go. One, I did Robin. go back and watch Rob. Watch Rob. I did go back and watch season one though. Okay. So that was. We didn't know it at the time. They was going through things. I mean, it was clear they had started going through things. I think they had lost a lot of the money if it was stolen already, but they hadn't hit rock bottoms. They were on the decline. Robin was was cute. She gave me a beautiful um, woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? Simple kind of... You can say she has a simple style, which isn't always bad, but yeah. And Giselle, Giselle looked like Giselle. Um, That's all. Like, pretty. It's kind of like the way they threw them in there, it didn't give me enough. I know why they did it because they were in DC, but we didn't even get a whole look. We got five minutes of them, and they say like a couple lines. Mm-hmm. I think now, or see, and see, speaking of that, I'm glad you said that because honestly, they were just there. Like I thought they was gonna give us a bit more, but they did. Right, something to break uh-huh. off to start their season. Like if you're gonna make guest appearances, make it make sense. Right. Um. But what they did do. Uh, cause, so let's talk about Contessa at this dinner. Okay. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> now, let me uh, sit up for this. Now, Contessa coming out of left field talking about cheating. Um, I mean, we all see the previews. We've all seen the previews um, mm-hmm. of going this season where it is alleged that Scott is cheating. Um I think he, I, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, like when they had the super trailer for for the season, like he having that one con- conversation with I think Cecil, I think, okay, like showing him another woman or whatever, or some pictures or whatever. So I I didn't necessarily like that Contessa was alluding to Scott going through a midlife crisis as. A reason for him like changing and possibly linking to infidelity because if he was gonna do that anyway, that's just how he is. Like it don't have like don't like I know midlife crisis is a thing, you know, for both men, you know, and women. You know, we handle it differently and it affects us differently. But at the same time, it ain't like people just be like, oh, midlife crisis. Oh, I'm suddenly gonna cheat. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't like how like Toya kind of like hopped in and was like, well, if y'all having problems, it might be because of this midlife life crisis. Because they were having problems way before Scott was about to turn 50. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, I mean, she gave us so much in terms of it sounds like she kind of wants the marriage to just either they handle the issue or go away. Because she's starting to tell every time there's a conversation at the table, she's telling her business and it sounds like oh girl y'all okay <laughs> right it's um, like because because then he able to say that in her confessional that she was like well shit she ain't tell me because because like you i agree with you like it's clear that they got issues but they not telling like even scott to the men like he they not telling their friends which to be fair right. you know you don't have to tell your friends everything right. there are some boundaries there but like it's it's evident, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, and I think Contessa is willing to talk about it. Um, she brings it out, but she she was gotten so deep with his niece, she was talking about it, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a little weird, but she was talking about it. Yeah, talk about awkward. Scott. Scott, she even said Scott doesn't feel like they need to go to counseling. Scott doesn't feel like I don't, I don't think he really sees that how big the issue is. I don't 
he yeah. knows somebody right i don't even know how he's contemplating maybe wanting to leave as well but he is not addressing that it's really a big issue he just kind of dismissive of everything and yeah. just he's, he's he's doing what contessa and him have alluded to like in their marriages that if they have problems they just kind of sweep it under the rug and keep moving forward and eventually the problem with that is eventually that shit gonna catch up with you and it's catching up with them now right and you can't keep pushing it off and being stagnant in a relationship well listen relationships are work very yeah. much the work you can love somebody to death but it's still not gonna negate the work part yeah and everyone i think hits rough patches and things like that but 10 years of stagnant non-growth that just right. that sounds terrible right and then That's, the Oh, Give me Chrissy and Jim Jones. Mm, 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 mm. Like, like the Joneses, but make them doctors. Um, yes, <laughs> and actually married. So I mean, we did well, get past that hurdle. Well, I was, I was, <laughs> speaking of which, I saw like whatever party they had recently. Chrissy looks good. Does she now? I haven't seen. She she looks good. Like it was some kind of party they were throwing for her. I think like a birthday party, like a fiftieth birthday party or whatever. And she okay. Looked, good oh i'm gonna go see some pictures like, i mean i always thought chrissy had a very unique uniqueness to her she's attractive you know mm-hmm. um cool very new york give you all that so i think especially when she was really working on herself and working out and stuff she looked really good even when she i know people like the clowner the mole is there and apparent but she's still a good looking woman to me yeah she absolutely is she carries it's the confidence in herself yeah. She carried herself like I'm that bitch. And you and you could tell. And she, yeah. she she looked like that bitch. Them pictures, listen, listen, nope, thang, okay. things were thanging. Oh. <laughs> uh, but back to back to Scott, like not only that, and again, I just do this is not smart for them to try to open this practice together. It is just oh. not smart. Contessa sounds like she doesn't want to, but she let Scott talk her into it. And they this far now, like they can't go back, they're bleeding money. They need to open. Yeah. It's not, not only that I agree with Sharana, but it sounds like it sounds like she don't want to, but she let Scott talk her into it. Now Scott trying to talk her out of it, and she won't let, and she want to stick to the course. Right, and it makes sense because I mean, Scott kind of want her to take that role of wife mother more than her career, and he's trying to push her back into that. And she's like, I went back to school, we started this stuff. I'm not gonna go back. That's okay. why he's talking about homeschooling and private stuff and all this other stuff because like she said it's not him that has to do the bulk of the work he's trying to put it on her and see i feel like and i think we talked about this i think who um when i had uh when i had lexi on it might have been lexi it might have been uh it might have been stephanie but either way um what they what they really needed was they didn't need that same nanny like the one that when we got first introduced to them like that was cussing Contessa out because she had to fucking go. But they needed some kind of help because with the strain on to take the strain off of both of them. Because I definitely now granted, I definitely agree that most of that bulk was going to be on Contessa because that's usually unless you have a man that is like committed to like um shed what's the word I'm looking for shedding like those patriarchal like gender yeah. roles and shit. Like you, and even then, like maybe not on his own accord, but usually then a, some, a lot of that still kind of falls back on the woman. Like unless you have someone that is like actually like like super duper committed to being like, no, nah, we're not gonna do this. You know, we're gonna go in a more progressive way with our relationship. Yep. 
it usually still falls on the woman. And then especially given the 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 the, the profession that both of them have, they yeah. need outside help. Like they, they need do a nanny. It, it's a lot for two working people, regardless of your career field, to make it work with kids. More than yeah. one, one, two, three, however many, it's a lot. The more you have, the more work. Add in being a doctor, which yeah, right. Both of them being doctors. High demand and then open your own practice, which you heard her talking to the specialist that came in, kind of evaluate her business and help them get, you know, where they need to go. And she said, Scott, remove the payroll system because it was too expensive. They just do the billing themselves. I'm here to tell you, my mother is a consultant and she helps people with their billing and accounting and bookkeeping when she goes in, kind of regulates and help them get up to speed and do things, make sure they set up for tax time. It's not an easy job. So you trying to get this practice off the ground. You got kids and he wants her to do billing, which I'm sure you add in the medical, you the medical field. That's a whole conversation we can have. Dealing with medical insurance companies. Oh my God. Oof. Listen, but listen, we'll we'll be here all night because right. you, you want to talk about a goddamn scam. But anyway, um, <laughs> like I feel like this is all just setting up just to fail and blow up in their face. Yes, yes. And it, they can't do both. I think the lady told them that too. They cannot do both. especially It's hard for people to do personal, professional. I think very few people can do it. Hell, look, Bill and Melinda Gates are separating. They've been together what, for 30 years or mm-hmm. so. Married for 30 years. It's hard to mix the two. It really is. That doesn't mean whatever the issue is because you guys are working together, but because whatever issue happens on either side, it brings it into both sides of your life. It's hard to escape. Like it's hard to do. It's hard to do good business. You know, mix. You know, relationship and business when y'all are on good terms. When y'all trying to do this, when y'all look honestly look like y'all can't damn stand each other. Man, the energy. Yeah. When they were all sitting at tables with the groups, the other group. There's some, you know, a little familiarity between the two. You know, even comfort is not always a sexual vibe, but just like this is my person, we're sitting together. They sit like two partners, two tense partners. Yeah, like you could just see, you could just see the, the, the tension just seeping off of them. And that can't be healthy for the kids. I mean, they were having the kids missing stuff anyway. The kids, you know, people stay together for the kids, which I don't think they are, but you know, kids can pick up on tension. Right. They can. They picked up on it when, when, uh, once, when she doing the whole school thing, and you know, like we said, like, you know, we, you know, me being Candace, myself and Candace, we kind of had to eat our words a little bit uh, about how Scott was handling it. Um, but the thing, my biggest issue with both of them is like this all could have been avoided. It yes. really could. If they, if, if, if Contessa would have came to Scott instead of springing it on him like out of the blue. And if Scott would have been mature enough to, to, I, I don't feel like he was wrong for being like, damn, I wish you would have, you know, came to me instead of just coming and out the blue. But I feel like he would have been right to say, to feel that, but to take it to the extreme that he did of the resentment that was clear, it was clear that he resented her for it. Like it, it, it was, it was clear. And it was, you know, and how he got the kids involved and just his reaction to it just compounded and made it worse. Like all of this could have been avoided. Right. It could have been avoided if they- Their communication was better. It it really goes back to communication. Yeah. And Um, that is the question of like, how long has this been going on? It sounds like, 
men don't change. And this is no hit at you, Jeremy, or anything. Men don't change to me. They can change, but it's if there's no real work put in to change, they can't change. So Scott has probably been like this for the whole relationship when they got together. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she, and I, I think it's more of Contessa evolving a little bit, maybe. Because if she decided to go back to school at the blue, maybe she realized that she wasn't happy doing all this stuff, had stress on her. I don't okay. know if they didn't talk about it in detail, but it sounds like maybe she decided to change, which people have the right, and which will happen in, uh, I'm imagine, a marriage with kids. Right, right, right. probably Scott's not happy that he was forced to change, and then it's just all too much for him. I think so. you're on to something. I definitely, because I, I, I think, because I think I said it last week, ain't no way in the hell that, this, granted, this is, you know, a big point of contention in their marriage. Ain't no way in the hell this one thing bringing up all these damn issues in their marriage. Ain't no way in hell. Like this has I been going on the for change, the lack of communication. Yeah, like they're this both is... not willing to bend at all. Yeah, because they are both very stubborn. Yes. Now that's the one thing about both of them. They are both very stubborn, and two stubborn ass people in a relationship, let alone a marriage, is a recipe for disaster. Yes. If you see with all the other d- dynamic of the relationships in the show, and in most relationships, there's always one person who has other power over the other. It can change. Some people have power in this area and some can take it back. But there's it's it's hard to have equal footing on everything you should. And ideally, everybody wants that, but it just doesn't. Look at Heavenly and Damon. Heavenly is the stronger personality. But when she feels like she's crossing the line or doing something, he can put her back in her place. Yeah, because what Toya say, like, she don't act that way. She, she only act that when Damon ain't around. Exactly. And Toya and Eugene, now, I will say, she has complete control over everything. Eugene kind of pushed back a little bit sometimes, but Toya's the dominant personality. And, hey, he seems to be okay with it for the most part. He gets, you know, sometimes get upset and looks stressed out and stuff, but it seems like he, in his mind, he wants to deal with it. And look at all the other relationships. Most of them bounce, you know, who has the power, who doesn't, or the other person just submissive to the other. So when you have two equally strong-willed people and Contessa is not willing to back down as she shouldn't if she really feels strongly and Scott is not willing to change, you're just you're going to keep hitting walls. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I feel like they, I, and I feel like the nanny, granted, she was very problematic and she had to go because again, you not going to be my nanny and cuss me the fuck out or, cu- or cuss my wife out. Like, ain't, ain't oh. no, you you got to go. But I feel like that, like, again, I don't think it solved their issues, obviously, but it definitely was a buffer. It definitely helped. Yes. It definitely alleviated. Well, the- if you're less stressed, you have more time to be kind to each other to yeah. maybe actually talk. Yes, because they're not kind to each other at all. No, and it's because they have very limited free time, and the free time they do have, they have to give to the kids and to the family, so they don't have time for each other, and they already just don't like each other. I think it's running towards we don't like each other anymore, and you're not making time to try to like each other again, <laughs> find right. a spark, spend some time, talk about something other than being a doctor and your kids and your family. So, yeah, it's it's kind of sad to watch, but it also is like, we all see it, so it's about to come to a head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of Toya and Eugene, real quick. Uh, listen, this is no disrespect. Uh, definitely. Listen, let me tell you something. This is no disrespect. Uh, I too, um, I too have been turned out by a significant other. Uh, but <laughs> what Eugene, did Eugene say? He said, "I let Toya do things to me. I wouldn't let anybody." Do let me tell you something, Eugene. <laughs> I, I respect it because again, I too have been slutted out by a partner before. However. We don't want to know about you until your sex life, sir. I'm sorry. No, 
We, we do not. But it also makes sense of why he working himself into an early grave for her. She doing things to him that making his eyes go cross. And so <laughs> listen, he he does he said I have seen things I've imagined. <laughs> <laughs> but but Eugenia, sir, we we I mm-mm. now de- now listen, there are definitely couples. I'll be like, you know what? I would like to see it. <laughs> you and you and Toya ain't one of them. I, I agree. Mm, please leave us alone. We don't need to know that. Uh, Can we talk about quad and heaven? Oh, I was going to get there. I was going to get there. So first, hold on, before we get there. Before we get there, so listen, Jackie House. If you listen, I will say this: it looks like the house that Jackie paid money for. Keyword: Jackie, because we know Curtis ain't paid for none of this shit. I said, wait. So okay, again, this is another show I didn't start really watching until later. I wish I had watched it from the beginning because it's good. Um, but I watched it later. But I said, oh, they got a nice house. I said they got money. I said, well, you know, they don't have kids and stuff like that. And my boyfriend said, wait, he worked. <laughs> Listen, Jackie got money. Curtis is not broke. He was a teacher state. at some point, right? He a teacher and I think not. And he retired and now he a basketball coach. Uh, so he is not yeah. broke, but he is broke in comparison to Jackie. Yes. She affords them the lifestyle they live, the vacations yes. and the house. And- yes. 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 Um, so that Jackie's, was a beautiful. She, when I tell you, she put in work to detail. You can tell it's like her labor of love. I, I love it. I hope her, and I hope she got a prenup so she can keep it. Should anything goes wrong, but well, I'm well, I mean, they own their second truck as Curtis cheated, but still, yes. Um, but it looks like as much money as Jackie spent on that damn house. It, it is beautiful. It definitely is beautiful. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Quar and uh. And heavenly. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think one of the previous episodes, one of the guest um, hosts with you said that heavenly was her problematic fave. And I think I agree because <laughs> when I tell you <laughs> heavenly and quiet was going at it and heavenly was cussed. I mean, quiet was cussing right back, but quiet was heavenly was cussing her out like a bitch off the street. <laughs> and I said, oh no. But then afterwards, it was back to the love. Heavenly, again, this is why watching the shows with somebody is putting over here. Like, oh, Heavenly needs to get it out real quick. That's all. He, she just had to get the fuck you off. <laughs> and that's real. Like, I really couldn't invest too heavily into it. Like, I know it was like the big blow up, you know, that people were talking about, you know, when watching the show live and, you know, on social media. But I'm like, the hell, this is what Heavenly do. She cut yeah. somebody, she cut somebody out, she crossed the line, they get right back cool. Hell, they even showed the flag. Yes, they that, did. That, that, that's what heavenly do so what i was watching it the first okay so as you started and they started to rise and they started to go at it and they got past the little cute little snapbacks and what's the issue and what's the problem i was like oh no heavenly got what had me messed up had me fucked up out here I'm gonna be yeah now, now the one thing i will say like once she was like watch your tone to me i was like not heavenly don't get your ass beat <laughs> and, and she had something to say but, but Quad and her have that type of relationship, and all we I wouldn't deal, want to deal with it. it. It was a gen- the reason why she went off like she did. Like Heavenly goes off, but not to that extreme the way she went off on Quad because she was really hurt when you hurt. Like when you realized Quad was wrong. Yeah, she was. Now, 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 the one thing I will say now, Heavenly was definitely like going like crazy at the dinner. 
But Quad, because because not not Quad, you know good and goddamn well. Listen, I've had Android, I have iPhone. Yes, there are different emojis and emojis emojis you can only have on iPhone, but that emoji that uh heavenly used is pretty goddamn universal. I know you had that shit on on um on Android, and you know good and goddamn well that motherfucking hand was not on your damn nose. You know good and damn well that heavenly wasn't being malicious or nothing with that. Now again, it is heavenly. And you do know sometimes she do be nice shady. Well, I ain't know sometimes a lot of the damn times. And so I get not necessarily, I get it being like, is this shame? But to go off like that, like you did on Heavenly Granted, it was funny. But <laughs> you was in the wrong quarter. Then the right. excuse, this excuse of, well, I have Android and it's a different emoji. They even did like a little in the, in the, um, in the Heavenly Confessional, like they did a little like, emoji like what heavenly put what heavenly said and then what quad said she said that wasn't even close like quad you was wrong you really you was you it was, she was she if if one of my friends i hopped on i even if i said something snarky because even if she was saying something kind of funny she didn't say it explicitly she did a couple emojis and you could have took it to her like you got problem heavenly you trying to come at me You'll be hurt if one of your friends come at you and go the fuck off on online at you, come at you sideways. Cause she damn crazy. Crazy. With off. So you rarely see Heavenly not have to force herself to be honest and vulnerable. It was in her face. That's why she was so angry. She was really hurt. She was really hurt that Quad came off of her like that. Mm-hmm. She really was. So like I I, I definitely understand why Heavenly was was hurt. Uh, with that said, though, like that whole tone shit, like, come on now, Heavenly. Man, when she started and they went off, quiet. And the thing was, she was angry, but it was like, okay, it's not much you had to go off because quiet was owning it and said she was wrong. Now, the excuse you said, like you said, like the excuse, now, the excuse she gave, like you said, it was, but she was owning that she was wrong. If you really still had an issue, you could have called her later. Y'all could have walked outside, had a quick talk. Heavenly was angry and irate and she just felt like i just need to get it out okay and we'll, we'll hash it out later mm-hmm. relationships and friendships like that where it's that hot button and then it come down is dangerous yeah <laughs> keep, you know, keep that keep that yeah it's not gonna sustain itself Mm-mm, keep that I don't, I don't i don't like that i don't like that um we speaking of which that's a perfect segue speaking of which that was the episode but then we see in the previews hell her and quad Right back talking in the next episode. Well, tonight's episode, hell, we see shit. It looks like some friction between uh, Anila and Toya over, yes. you know, finances, which I'm going to say it. This, I'm going to say something. In the words of one of my friends, I'm going to say something brave yet controversial. Okay. Ain't no way in the hell Toya could be talking to me about finances for a motherfucking thing. Yeah. And it feels like. You trying to embarrass the girl. You're not trying to talk about finances. You're not trying to figure out what's going on. You're not, you're not so angry that she, you know, whoever you recommended isn't getting paid, but you just want to embarrass the girl because you feel like you own her in the group. And see, I, I see I'm right there. We get into the root. That's what it is, right there. Cause okay, you brought it up the first time. When she first brought it up, I think we all dismissed it, like, okay. And the second time she's like, you better pay she admitted, she's like, You better pay that man. I recommended you. And I said, Oh yeah, that's tacky. You know what I'm saying? You using services and you not paying. When the previews we see you go off on her, you are not her mother. Right. 
just tell her I can't recommend any other people to you because this is how it is and say I'm also you know feeling away about our friendship because of this this and that that's fine but acting like going off telling her you want to be me and all this other stuff toya toya ma'am you barely got it yourself no no let's let's correct that eugene got it (laughs) and toya is living off of it (laughs) how you guys are getting it again with the word sustainable it's not sustainable that man is working his ass off you playing tennis which i love a good man i wish i could play tennis all day and not work but he has to come home and cook and, and be up, that homework. And, and I know, you know we love to say men need to step up and do more in the house. They shouldn't be overextending themselves. But I would not want my husband who has pulled 16-hour hospital days in a pandemic, seeing people die and be hurt and going through the mental anguish to come home and have to do everything. I would let him cook because it looks like Eugene can cook. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, I t- let me tell you something. If I if I want somebody listen if I'm having if I'm having Sunday dinner guess who I'm calling Eugene. But I'm we're gonna figure out the homework with the kids together and if he has to do the homework because I can't get it because apparently I she said anybody can be a dentist honey you can't do mm. fifth grade math English mm. history so mm. anybody mm. can't be a dentist if you can't mm. do the basics. Mm. Let's not see that's why we love you Ronnie ask the hard hitting questions because when she said that. And I'm like, wasn't you the same motherfucker that said childs? Right. So everybody can be a dentist, but you don't know. I, mm, okay, girl. All right. Exactly. Okay. So mm. I, I'm just saying for me, and maybe I'm giving in to how it feels. I just wouldn't want to see the person I'm with work themselves to death. I, I wouldn't. If I if I don't have to work, I'm going to pick up the slack somewhere else. And if I can't figure out the homework, let's get a tutor. We can find tutors. Again, you could probably find family members. You could probably find family members that can help with you with fifth grade math. You know, some older cousins need some money. The hello, listen, there are solutions to these problems, is what we're trying to say. Yes. But then again, you know, these people don't think they're bozos, and that's why we watch them on reality TV. Yes. Speaking of bozos, let's talk about Black Ink. Oh, Segway Jones. <laughs> now, now, I was not able to completely watch Black Ink in its entirety because, you know, Xfinity was on some bullshit. But Ronnie did, and I'm going to let her lead while I, you know, chime in because I was going to do that anyway because that's just how I am. Okay, let me pull up some notes. I made some quotes that I found interesting. So, starting off on this episode, Jamie, you're going to have to help me with names because I don't know. We're doing Donna's um, CBD kind of couples party she's throwing for you know everyone and she's super excited she's cooking alice is helping her um, first of all let me pause and stop you right there first of all first of all i ain't trusting nobody with no damn cooking who done got all this damn work done and still ain't got that goddamn tooth fixed that side tooth that little that- gap over there to the left i think of that her mouth. motherfucking side tooth and i'm also not trusting nobody's cooking who misspelled perseverance on a motherfucking tattoo i'm also not co- trusting anybody's cooking on that show also that y'all don't look clean in your bodies and usually people care about their bodies if nothing else <laughs> i'm not trusting you know how seafood can get you sick i look i love crab legs I will get it. You listen, if seafood boil, I felt was safer coming from some of these strip mall places. 
I would eat more of it. If I could eat it every day, it was healthy, I would. Seafood is good. But would you trust a lot of people to cook the damn crab legs in their house? Oh, no, I'm not eating nobody's cooking from that damn show. Okay. So they, they had good things that Tati was helping, and she was kind of anxious, and she, everybody was, it, they were, the time for people to be there had arrived, people hadn't started arriving. So anyway, we, her, Tati had showed up to help out. Tati was kind of going through her backstory of trying to get her manager job back. She threw the first responders event, and then she was helping with the coke drive to really prove herself. So they just kind of went into Tati's little background, and Okay, so I haven't watched the show in about two seasons. I was done with it after they jumped Alex. I, I couldn't do it. Um, I just felt like it was wrong. And Caesar and Teddy, no. Fair enough. Ta- when did Tati lose her manager position? It was because she was drunk and fighting and dating everybody all the time? Um, yes. More they showed a flashback of that. And I'm like, maybe she lost it when I last watched it. I can't remember. I feel like she's honestly she, yeah, she lost it a little bit after that. Like after you like after like after you checked out, like she didn't lose it like not too long after that. Okay. So she lost it and I'm not mad at her. I feel like I would try to hustle somewhere else, but hey, this is for the show purposes. She's doing it. She comes in to help Donna. And Donna's all anxious and they're talking about stuff and they start talking about Walt a little bit. Donna supports Walt heavily. They have a friendship. Now, remind me, friend, did she sleep with Walt? Because remember at the beginning, Donna slept with everybody, which <laughs> do what you want with your vagina. However, she was moving real bold, like openly sleeping with one one day on the next. Like, it was all right. Mm, that's the other part about why you can't trust nobody cooking on this show because they all fuck each other. But I don't remember. I don't think she- I think she did though she might have i don't know i think she didn't sleep with caesar caesar the only one because caesar i i do feel like caesar can be more more picky about who he messed with unlike the other ones it's not Mm. as great people but he's picky and it's probably because he's the owner he knows not to get too too much in the weeds with stuff Mm. so don is one of the people i don't think he slept with if they did they didn't say anything but i think she did sleep with walt which why walt (laughs) no no, all of them gross me out, but Walt always has, and it's partly because he has a lot of issues with like alcoholism and stuff. So he has, he looks like he pisses Hennessy. Like, I just he looks like he, pi- all right, Ron. does you know, he used to always had a Hennessy bottle in his hand and wasn't at his best. You know, he could probably eat a little more. You could tell his problems take over his life sometimes, yeah, so, yeah clearly, yes. So they kind of segued into that and Donna was saying, you know, it has to be something deeper. Is he back on, you know, doing like drinking alcohol? Is he maybe dabbling in something else? Like there has to be an issue. She truly wants to believe that Walt would just be that stupid and that whatever the case and just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Steal money and then lie about it and maybe be part of a robbery. Everybody mm-hmm. else is like, well, I don't know. But she kind of is like, I'm I'm not going to isolate him because Walt and I have a relationship, but I do think he needs to answer some questions. Yeah, basically so, just how, like how Puma treats him because they, yes. talk, like at the end of the last episode. Yes. So going into that, they showed Walt talking to his wife, Jess, and telling her, oh, he was kind of like, well, 
you know, season them, think I robbed, somebody broke in, and I, they think I did it, and some other stuff, and she started looking crazy, like, what is she, he like, yeah, it's kind of crazy, he said, because all of this, because I stole money out the register, or something like that, she looked, you can tell this is the first time she's hearing this information, yeah. or if she just played it off, and she was genuinely like, she said, she got quiet, she said, why would you do that, and he said, you know, I was going through a lot, and you know, I had this child support and all this other stuff. And my idea was I was going to put it back. You know, I was going to shortchange the rest of the dudes, whatever. And I was going to put it back. And then COVID hit, you know, and everything just. So she looking at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And that's my issue with Walt um, with this is that I I honestly, I mean, granted, the, 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 it, it is very, very hard to convince, you know, that he did not like he did own up to stealing money from the register right um, but because but of said, that and the timing of it and that video they keep showing that they right because it, it it honestly it does seem like two separate events like somebody did steal money from the register which obviously is wild in there crystal and some of the other artists was telling him uh sees about the you know him shortchanging on tattoos and you know the money right. coming up you know in the last episode but it does seem like there were two separate instances of someone stole from the register and then someone also broke in yes. and stole some some uh some items and paraphernalia and stuff like that and it it definitely is hard to say that walt yes, didn't did. do so, both oh go ahead so yeah kind of to jump ahead not leaving his conversation with his wife, but they do show the video. The wife ends up going to talk to Caesar after she gets the information, kind of talk to him herself because she don't want him to be isolated. She feels like she told him, I hope they listen to what you have to say. I hope they talk to you. Kind of like you're not in the wrong. I'll continue that conversation in a second, but she does want you know them to kind of not cut him off. She wants to talk to CC, show her the video, and you know, we got to see it, and they showed it again at the end of the episode between the employees. And she said, that's not Walt. Walt is bow-legged. Bow she said, you know, not everybody knows that, but he's bow-legged and that hat and something else. And Donna said the same thing later when she when she went to talk to um, Walt and, his, and Jess herself. She said the same thing, like, yeah, I didn't, just this video, we don't see his face. That's not enough for me. And it doesn't look like Walt. Now, that's why I remembered. I said, oh, wait, Donna did sleep with him because the way Jess said, not everybody knows that. Walt is super skinny, wears, you know, standard clothes, New York clothes, whatever. Yeah. Nothing crazy. It's hard to tell, and I don't pay attention to him. So I feel like because Donna agreed with her at the bowl, they probably like, you slept with him, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you would know. Because that's something, uh, when you sleep with a guy, you know a lot more about them, including men. Men aren't like women. We have our bowl, like we walk in the clothes, show it, and all that stuff. Y'all wear your pants. So it's not, it's, unless you like exaggerated, you might not notice. Yeah, so she's saying looking at the walk and all of that she does not think it's him that's not correct what he did with the register and other stuff but she doesn't think it's him Caesar's like I understand it but it's hard to say how can I trust it so anyway going back to that conversation you talked to the wife she was like why would you fucking do this why would you do this why would you be basically so stupid Why would, and why did you not tell me he like you know I understand the stress and she's like no this is we're married we're supposed to handle stuff together and this is you know what I'm saying what you're doing and then you mess up the job and other stuff so he kind of looked like yeah I, I don't know I, I can't say I made a good decision it's just what I did and stress my panic I hit the panic button again nothing's adding up Walt it the, is but the, it's not because it sounds more like you just decided to steal yeah I, I, I definitely uh, think and agree that he did panic but that does not negate the fact that you made a terrible decision now I don't the, the second part about stealing and breaking in with the paraphernalia like that is 
again, it's hard to say it's not walk, but then that is, you know, plausible. I think it's hard to say it's not walk, but I also think it's hard to say definitive that it is walk. But we know right. for a fact he stole from the rich that he owned up to that. You panicking and making the decision, a, a stupid decision, a bad decision, does not negate that you made that. And also, again, you this is my issue with walk. Because at first I thought it was like he was back on alcohol. You you have people to help you out. Like you could not work and pay child support because that's it. That's why Jess was kind of looking crazy. That's why I brought it up. Jess was kind of looking like I'm your wife. Right. We could have figured something out together, or and not I didn't know that, it was that big of a stress. And not only that, again, you got a wife, you got you got C's, you got Teddy, you got Puma. Y'all have- you got Donna. Donna loaned you money. Also she that. said he still owes her money. That's why she's being suspicious that it's not all it's he says it is because you owe me money too. But Donna obviously didn't bring it up until like more recently. So she was willing to, you know what I'm saying? You can just tell her, Donna, I don't know when I'm gonna have that money. And the way Donna act like she's cool with what she probably walked, she probably would have let him slide for a little longer or something like that. Right. So I'm saying, like, you you had so many people that would help you out in, a, in your corner. You didn't have to make this decision. You could have opened up and talked to somebody. Like, again, but see, this is why, because, like, again, this is why, like, somebody made a point, like, men, uh, like, a lot of men go to therapy just to learn how to be better manipulators. Because what was in therapy at one time, and, like, it seems like you have learned nothing from Man, your therapy. we're back at square one at, like, the same time. And production did that. They showed every instance where, so I'm gonna jump ahead so because this all flows together. Um, they talk about it at Donna's dinner. I'll get to Donna's dinner later, but they kind of talk about Walt. And Donna's trying to say, like, it has to be a reason. Like, I don't think he's right. I can't believe he, but it doesn't sound right that Walt would just steal from his brothers. Like, there has to be something deeper going on than just normal. Everybody's like, where's my Walt's money going? Production pulled up all the instances where he was in a bind. He was one. When he was telling C's, he was he sees that he weighed uh old forty fifty thousand dollars in child support, back child support, and C's was like looking crazy. They showed that time that they um he was struggling real hard. They said, "Why are you living in a project and all this stuff?" And he said, "I lost the house in Jersey. I had to send the kids away. I'm out here with a wedding." They showed the time he got arrested. Like they pulled up all the times. Walt has a history of constantly having an issue, and everybody at that dinner started talking about I. Puma said, I got two kids. I got this. Everyone said, we have a ton of stuff. Why do you keep getting in this cycle? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's true because it is true. Like, where's his money going? So jumping ahead again, when um, Jess came to talk to C's, she was sitting in the, well, I guess one of the shops and it was Puma and Tati and they was like, oh, this is going to go left. So she went to talk to C's in the back. C's sat down um some other stuff and then puma said oh what oh because caesar was gonna show her the video he asked puma to bring his phone out his coat pocket puma got up and went into her and said oh i see y'all just came back from puerto rico how'd you guys get that look nice y'all look fun how did you guys get that she said what do you mean how we got that she said we flew we took a plane he said uh he said i really like puma i do i always have he said oh he said, so uh, how did you basically like who paid for the trip he basically was like something she said well you are you asking what did he pay yeah, of course I pay for it. She said, I pay for it. And it sounded like she lied a little bit. Yeah. Like Walt was probably chewing some money and you realized that that money might have been stolen. But, and then Puma talked to his confessional and said, well, I want to know where all his money going because they traveling and they acting like a pandemic's not going on. I wear a mask out here. You wouldn't think it's going on. They just don't care. And I said, oh, Puma got sense. 
I always knew he had sense, but he got senses because he was the only one wearing a mask. Um, I don't know if Caesar was when she walked in, he kept it on. And then he was talking about the way that they travel and then it showed a picture with no mask that which people post pictures without masks and then put it back on. You know how that goes, but right. He would know more than I would. He was just like, Where's her money going? Where's his money going? So they bring that up again at the end. Like, where's your money going? And he walked went on a little um tangent when he told um Alex and Donna when she came to talk to him and confront him a little bit in front of his wife because his wife told him just told him look I want to talk on your behalf but after that and Caesar was like he's not welcome he said tell Walt he said I'm not angry with you Jess but Walt is not welcome at Black Ink Crew period he said she said I hope in the future you will be willing to listen to him he said I don't know but I just know he's not welcome now which you can't blame him you stole from his business I, I feel like maybe he should hear him out a little bit, but I also understand like somebody steals from you. How can you trust them? And then you just don't like that story. He said he don't need an apology. He don't need nothing. He just, so she told him later when um, Donna and Alex were coming, I've already spoke up for you. I'm done with it. Basically like, you know what I'm saying? I hope you talk to him. You should talk to him. You do have a point of view to say something, but basically she was like, wash your hands of it. So he said, he told Donna like, yeah and i why would i rob the place and blah 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 i always been working i got my photography my comedy show i was even rehabbing houses again like i do stuff and this and that donna said okay but you shouldn't take that attitude when you you took something you need to basically like you need to humble yourself it's not about what you have and what you don't have you got caught doing something nobody trusts you the attitude of entitlement and why would i do that isn't there and for once i agree with donna right for once so they were going at it. She said, "You're not, lying to yourself." Because not only, because like, not only did you do something wrong, you pop, you are possibly being blamed for something that you may not have done. But the timing looks extremely bad on your. And you and you taking it and getting defensive about it instead of so pro, the uh, producer and his confessional asked him and said, "He said I could." He said, "Would you be willing to produce a receipt or some other receipts of the timing of your lift or something?" He said, "I I ain't producing no receipts." He said, "For for." Caesar and Teddy, yes, I will. But for this, I'm not doing anything. And somebody, I seen somebody tweet, I would produce all the receipts if I feel like I'm being blamed on something I didn't do, something that yeah. serious. See, and well, that's what that's what Donna said. Donna said you need to stop lying to yourself, which I feel like she was going. But okay, Donna had ulterior motive. Can we get in on that? So here we are thinking. You know, she said they have a bond. He said. So he got disinvited to Donna's CBD dinner earlier and he had brought it up, but he understood, he basically got over it because she always supports him. And she's like, I support him all the time. I'm here to defend him, which she did. She told them I invited him to the dinner. They looked at her like they was ready to fight. And she said, but I didn't invite him because I didn't want any problems. Donna getting a little more sense there. She said, you know, she told him straight up like he couldn't come because she just didn't want any mess. So she says, but okay, well, you know, even with all of that being said, you were, Walt has been there since the very beginning. Uh, Teddy's opened up tattoo shops here. Somebody else has opened up a, a Black Ink Crew in Atlanta, Houston. You need deserve, since you've been a piece of the brand, because you've been there from the beginning. It's not right for them to just cut you off. Walt started looking uncomfortable. Like, he said, oh, I think Donna, this is more about her than me. So apparently, I don't know, I've been watching the show. You can tell me Donna wants a more piece of the power. She wants to open up her own shop or something. And she's taking it personal. Yeah, and so she's the- using Walt's situation to kind of turn him against them by saying, you deserve to. They shouldn't cut you off. You've been here since the beginning. Walt was like, I don't have any problems with that. I, this is something different from that. Walt basically was like, 
I mean, I don't think I owed like like how Donna was making it seem. Yeah, she because different Donna's whole thing this season and honestly starting last season is that she feels that see she feels like the shop she has been loyal to the shop, but the shop has not been loyal to her that she hasn't gotten like you know, like you said, a bigger piece of the buy, like a promotion or, you know, big things like when Caesar made like promoted young babe before she left to like head tattoo artists and Donna's her apprentice, she took that real personal. And it's like, girl, you just got in trouble for not only an infection on a tattoo, but also you misspelled perseverance on a motherfucking tattoo. Like, girl, you you don't need more power. You don't need you like right. yes, you have been there from the beginning, but you also ain't produced shit. You don't have the skills that I would trust to branch off and have your own franchise. Now, you can build your own thing outside of Black Ink, which I think the CBD thing, if, if it's going to be successful, do stuff. But that doesn't mean you're entitled to a part of the Black Ink brand. And this is the same thing that happened with Van and um, Ryan Henry in the Chicago Black Ink. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're owed something. Yeah, but get stuff in contract so you can always have it if you do deserve and that person willing to sign. Otherwise, being a loyal employee does not mean you get a piece of the company pie. Should you? Maybe that's a whole nother conversation, but... Listen, Don- extremely topical. <laughs> but Donna, yeah, so she started going off and said, I don't think it's right the way they're treating you, cutting you off, and I don't think it's right the way everybody else is getting stuff, and I'm a, I'm this and that, and I was just sitting here like, no, Donna, you done went off on the rails, and Walt said, oh, this isn't about me. This part, he said, oh, you got some other stuff you want to take up. So you see where Donna's heading. Mm-hmm. she's ready to I mean fly if you can do it they said the CBD so the CBD dinner was a success um everybody didn't bring their significant other Caesar and Teddy didn't bring theirs Teddy didn't oh this is what I wanted to quote from my notes I thought this was hilarious she said she was going in on Teddy like where is whatever the woman's name is and he's like she's not here why this is a couple's thing and you playing with me and Teddy was the first one there he said, well, I'm going to be, he sat down. He said, why is she coming? She said, okay, Donna, to be honest with you, he said, everyone knows I have a history at Black Ink, which the Teddy does nothing but sleep with people and chill out. Sit on, the sit on the couch. <laughs> and he said, and I didn't want to bring, he said, everyone knows I have a history at Black Ink and I didn't want to bring her to a history class. Donna replies, my nigga goes to history class every day. <laughs> and I tell you, I died. I rewinded it three times to get it this right. And Alex, they show they zoom in on Alex's face, and he's just blinking hard, like SpongeBob me, like like, like uh, Mr. Krabs <laughs> me, like no, like no. And it seemed like that's not a good thing. He was thinking like that's not a good thing. Donna just surprised. She said, <laughs> "Which I love Donna's openness sometimes, but damn girl, so well my nigga goes to history class every day." I mean the crazy. I mean she's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong. But the fact that she was so like dismissive, like he was cool. Like I'm sure he obviously he chose to love you more than anything, and that's as he should. That's you know what I'm saying. You guys have a relationship. I will say I think they're good together. From what I've seen, I haven't watched them well, but I remember when they together. I always thought they were kind of good together. They got their issues, but he seems to let her be her, which is good. And I think he she respects him enough to chill out sometimes. Mm-hmm. but that wasn't it and then Tati said well, if anybody knows we all know like if you want to ha- keep your relationship be careful with this group it was hilarious and so yeah so showing moving forward they show them getting on a private jet for whatever you know they take a trip they're taking a trip I guess the network decided to give them a private jet they're going off 
somebody mm-hmm. the plane um the pilot announces that somebody tested positive somewhere i don't know like basically everybody got exposed at some point on the plane they're still sitting on the plane puma um goes the fuck off which i don't blame him he i think he's talking to production you know they showing the clip he said no you put my family in jeopardy i got kids i'm not dealing with this he said some get me off this plane like you can't blame him that's how i felt like you you do everything you can to stay protected and then somebody else gets you sick and then you can get the rest of your family sick. Right. So Puma is definitely like damn near the only one on, on this show that is actually taking that is actually treating a virus in a pandemic like a virus in a pandemic. He he realizes where he is. He wears his mask. He's actually looking cleaner than he ever has. Still got the chap lips, which I don't know what their version of chapstick is. Lip gloss mm. something. But he was going off. So they show a clip of Donna and Alex on the, um, I think on the plane. And she said, you need to start being, you're the man in this relationship. You need to start being the man that you can be and say something. And I think she wants him to step to Caesar about whatever piece of pie she thinks she's owed. Which, you about to get Alex in some bullshit. Again. again. <laughs> you about to get that man jumped again. Again. It, it was a long time coming. You got this and here we go. And you expect him to fight your battle and then they show okay so two of the newer people are supposedly messing around and they were trying to figure Crystal out Crystal and Rock they, yeah so they come to Donna's visit uh, thing together and then the car on the way they decide to talk they said well you know I think one of them I think she said you know anytime somebody goes public in, with these relationships it goes downhill and it just doesn't work and they showed clips <laughs> production so so messy they showed um, Tati and um What's his name? Teddy. They showed uh, Duchess and Caesar, and then they showed they showed Donna and the dude that she slept. She was with when she slept with Alice in that bathroom, mm-hmm. and him going off. And she's it was like points were made about going public. They decided to come in holding hands. Everybody knew they kissed. Everybody going crazy. So they kind of admitted to it. Um, so Donna was all excited about that. And then that's when the dinner happened and they were talking about Walt and they moved on. They said it was really good. She had the seafood boiling in the bags. They were tearing it up like it was good. They said, Donna, this is real good. So as I said, she might have a, she has something to do. But I forgot to mention when she was talking to Walt, when she confronted him and Walt was trying to prove that when he said, I'm a photographer, I got my comedy, I do this, I don't need to do certain stuff or whatever. He said, I can show you my credit score right now. 733 FICO, not credit karma, not the real shit. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> let, let, let's be real. Let's keep it, let's keep it honest. Listen, this is not to diminish anything Walter's doing outside of this show, but we know good and goddamn well the bulk of his income is on this damn show. Okay. And 733 don't mean you don't steal. No. <laughs> 800 don't mean you don't steal. White yeah, people you, steal more than anybody. Yeah, they, you, you stole 733 out the register. Okay. <laughs> That's why um Donna was looking at her him like, Donna really had me laughing until she went into her rant about what Caesar owed her because she was going in on Walt in a way of like a friend of like, you're lying. This doesn't make sense. You're being defensive. This is stupid. Like, of course, nobody's going to want to talk to you. Right. So that was again, pretty much the episode. And again, my my entire issue with Walt is like it didn't have to be like this. Like you, no. have, you have friends, a wife, family. You have people that literally have broke in your house and checked on you because right. you're going through alcoholism. Season Ted, like you literally have people Uber, that help Donna. right help you and will go to bat for you. You was in a you was in a rough spot. We get it. You could have chose a different way. 
But like so now everyone keeps saying that's the circling question. What is Walt? They asked Jess and she started looking crazy. Like, what is Walt doing with his money? Which is fair. Walt pulling, I mean, if we come out show money, he should be pulling in a decent amount. Why do you keep getting behind on child support? Child support, unless the baby mamas are taking you back to court every year, is pretty much the same amount. Yeah. It's the same standard amount. It comes out every year. Um, clearly with the court, they're not gonna play with you, but Last time he racked up forty, fifty thousand dollars. Now he's talking about the bills and stuff. I don't know, but maybe go to the court. If the income with COVID went down, I think the court will reduce the amount you're supposed to pay. If you have no income, how are you gonna pay? That doesn't mean they're not gonna make you pay it later. But I do think if you go to court and say, "Hey, I don't yeah, have a job," they, they, they have they have work with you. Yes. So you're. What are you doing with your money? Because he's the same one who bragged about being a great father, always being there for her kids. Then your priority would always be make sure you have that money every month, if nothing else. You guys wouldn't be going to Puerto Rico. To be honest, you would be telling Jess because Jess was talking about. She he said he went into survival mode, and she said, "Well, I mean, we come from that, but we can't continue." And then she talked about all the stuff she had to do to hustle, sell drugs. I'm a single mother, but here's my thing: if you went to your wife. And she truly loves you the way she should, or maybe I wouldn't want to pay a man's child support. But if it comes down to him getting in legal trouble and us going to Puerto Rico, maybe we wouldn't go. Maybe the money I would have used for the trip that she supposedly paid for would have went to a month or two of child support. You're not gonna pay all of it, but you're gonna help your man maybe get on his feet. Yeah, I think it's a combination of Walt not having good money management skills. I mean, clearly, as we obviously seen, and maybe just a tad bit trying to live above his means or for the sake of Jess. Yeah, and that's what, that is what, you're funny you brought that up. That is what Donna said. She said, I hope, I think he's doing it for Jess. I hope he's not. He said, I he said no, understandable, but not to the point that you're doing anything. Donna was on this episode when it came to Walt. Um, she yeah. said, I hope he's doing it for Jess. And I'm sitting here looking because some of the, her some of her reactions, which she could just be saving face for her man. It looked like she didn't want to keep getting into it with people. She wanted people to be able to talk to him, not mm-hmm. necessarily blame him, but she didn't look like she fully believed him. But I also wonder, like, how are you missing some signals? I'm going to be honest. If me and my man barely making ends meet with COVID or he hasn't had any income, but he got enough money to pop up and do certain things, you're going to start questioning it. Where do you think you right. get money from? Because you got to get it from somewhere. Somewhere. And last thing, Young Bay is back. What kind of surgery did she have? They were showing, per, they were sh- they were talking about her post. Uh, she had, a, I think she had surgery on her breast. Yeah, and she said she felt healthier. She felt good. She said, you know, she's Nico mom. She's relearning her body and love herself. Um, she showed up at the coat drive that Tati um threw on behalf of Caesar. And she said, she talked to Teddy. She said, Teddy said, you know, we've come close friends. I'm happy I got my friend back. He, she said, I listen to you. I'm coming back to the uh, shop. And he's all excited. My only thing is Ted's alter- Teddy's alternative motives aren't strictly friendship because he's always been attracted to Young Bay. Mm-hmm. And I hope he's not taking advantage of the friendship to try to work his way in because she's in a vulnerable spot. So that man left her, right? I didn't, I don't yeah. know about it. Uh, he left her and basically was like, girl, fuck you and, and the child and left her to be a single mother. Why did he leave? We we really don't know. We tru- uh, we really truly do not know. Because I remember he was into her. I remember going to her page and he, I went to his page and he posted her. But it felt very fetishy too. He was like, I got a young Asian chick that's something, something. You know, you know what? That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. I never even thought about that, but yeah, it could have been that. It, it felt a little Cause, bit like because you know because niggas love a fetish. Yes, 
Like, and I like Young Bay, and I genuinely think, like, okay, I don't feel like Teddy is necessarily a fetish with her. I think Teddy's just attracted to her because Teddy loves all women, if that makes sense. Yeah, for 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 better or worse, a lot of times worse, he loves all women. All women, exactly. So I don't think, of course, the fact that she's what she is is attractive to him, but not in a like I need to have it. Whereas I felt like her boyfriend, who seemed great, was in. That makes me sad though. Um, you're gonna have this half black boy, and you're just gonna leave him. Right. So, and the mother was going through stuff. So, anyway, she said she felt much better. felt good in her body for the first time in a long time. She's getting back. Teddy said he was happy for his friend. Well, we'll see. Caesar told, last thing, Caesar told Tati that he was really impressed. She came through with the two events pretty good. But um, he just told her good job. But he told the confessional he's not willing to give her just the manager title just yet. He needs to see that she's changed and not the old Tati. And they showed her all the fighting and stuff. I see both sides. I feel bad for Tati for the sense of she was working and doing stuff and she wants a title, but I also get it from a business standpoint. Caesar, like, you did a lot of stuff. I'm just going to give it back to you. Right, because, I mean, the the thing about that was, I mean, Tati want her manager role back, but she was, really wasn't, wasn't managing shit but her pussy, which, you know, you grown, do what you <laughs> want to do, but you was crossing business and pleasure and was a source of a whole lot of fights and drama within the shop while trying yeah. to be a manager. Yes, so, and I think that's what he was hinting at, but also I don't like when Caesar does that because... It's, it's Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Man, all of you guys do this. The only person I feel like has more sense is Puma. And yeah, yeah. And I think he came back. He he really, you can tell he really cares about taking care of his family because keeping them safe, doing stuff. And him and Caesar was at complete odds. He probably don't want to go back down that road. Yeah, I think they reconciled for good. Like when they reconciled and got yeah, over. And Puma's not sleeping. The rest of the men, including Walt, all of them are always at each other's throats. So doing stuff because y'all are messing around with these women, the same women in the shop, the same people you work around with. People not even like Puma's wife or didn't at one point, but he's been with her and ever since, and that's the only one we know of that he's been with. So him not having them relationships keeps him a little more laser focused. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, next week will be more drama stuff like that. I, I'm gonna tell you, I, I may or may not watch. I don't. That's all that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Here, you could just listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You guys keep me updated on stuff. I said, oh, that'll do it. What now? <laughs> Uh, but that's it for this episode uh, we thank you for listening uh, thank you Ronnie for being an amazing guest this has yeah. been a blast it's always fun and we thank you uh, um, where, tell the people where they can find you um, again like if y'all want to follow her don't be weird but go ahead Ronnie <laughs> I'm Lil Ronnie on Twitter um, LA underscore Ronnie R-H-O-N-N-I-E um yeah, you can follow me if you like to listen or see somebody tweet about drama of some shows. Not all the time, but a little highlights here and there. I'm ready for ready to come back, so I will be talking shit about that. Yeah. Indeed. So, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, tell a friend to tell a friend about the show, about the network, about all the great things we have going over here at Flawless Doses Media. And we will be back next week. And I think... Um, I saw Candace tweet from the show page that she will be off of maternity leave and back on her bullshit. So expect the whole bunch of uh niggatry and uh ain't shitness uh with with because uh <laughs> the, the niggatry y'all ain't hearing on this show, she damn sure don't say it in our group chat. So <laughs> I'm sure she has some things she's been wanting to get out. Yes. So uh with that said, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye.